0: Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. So congratulations. Here's what I've learned. The best of the best and got the problem. We're selling, going, going, gone. So congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? The sex sell. Well, by the way, tag someone, share that video. You know how I like uh, shareable content. Um, So to around, um, let's just say around 1,500 people that voted, 85% believe sex sells. So uh, um, um, I don't know what you think. Um, And then I actually uh, had someone say to me, send a message. Uh, They're probably watching, so I'm not actually going to have a go at you. But they said they can't see how someone could actually have sex with someone during the sales process. Hello, Paul Biller, it was great seeing you the other day, doing a training session at your office. Joe, uh, Jason Snowy, uh, who's moving from Adelaide to Melbourne. Lisa Kramer, fantastic. Hello everyone, if I've missed you, it's not fucking romper room, so let's move on. Gang, so does sex sell? Interesting one. So I think that realistically, let's not say literally, does it actually sell? Like. For instance, in real estate, it's not like the person that screws the person at the listing presentation wins the listing. I think that's not the case, right? So let's move away from literally speaking. Um, the second thing is, let's also make the assumption that, you know, guy and girl. Does a guy's attractiveness or does a girl's attractiveness... Um, influence the result if the other person actually feels chemistry with that person. I think maybe that is probably a better way to phrase it. Um, and um, here's my uh, um, here's my view on that. And I'd like to get people's view. View number one is. I actually think in the real estate industry, where decisions are made between husbands and wives, and what's going to be happening is that this person is going to have a continuing relationship with you over four to six weeks. Hello, Steve Georgiakis. How are you? Hello, Theo. Good to see you at the auctions on Saturday. Steve Georgiakis calls me King Panos just as uh, Rigas calls me King Panos, and always says to stay hydrated, and I'm staying hydrated with Aqualove water. Again, this is not a cash for commons thing. I've paid for this water. Mm. Mm. But I do like it. Anyway, cut a long story short. Um, let me just tell you that when a husband and wife are sitting down to appoint someone that's going to be coming to the house four or five times a week, over a five, six week period, and in this marketplace, maybe two to three months, I do not believe that if it's, for instance, a female agent, and she's got high heels, and she looks fucking hot, and she's using flirtation, I do not believe that that is gonna help her get the business. I believe that what will actually happen is that there will be a female vendor who will actually be so perceptive and think to herself, no, I don't like that. That's my personal view. Having said that, let me tell you as someone that has been in media for 15 years, and I can tell you that, do I think that having uh, an agent that is buzzing with, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm finding this topic difficult to talk about, right? Trying to find the right word. But do I think that a hot-looking guy or girl going out to the right audience is going to give them bigger opportunities? I do think so. I think that what they'll do is that they'll probably be given more airtime to start off with. I think that they'll be able to have the opportunity to see more people. But I also think to myself... I also think to myself that once the decision is made, it will generally be made, and listen to me very carefully, this, my friends, is a critical part of the discussion. Listen to me. Every salesperson out there, no matter what you're selling, this, in fact, I will go as far as saying, will be the most important thing. I will say to you, this year, On the subject of sales, listen, that people will make an emotional decision and then justify it logically. There is enough research out there to say that's what will happen. People will make an emotional decision and then will justify it logically. And what I will say here to you now is I'm going to give you an example of that. Many years ago, I was in a situation in real estate. And I vividly, vividly remember it was all a debate about the fee, the commission that was being charged. And I was in this discussion. And the vendor at the time was a vice principal or a school principal of a private school. And he was hell-bent on screwing down the commission. He wanted me to do it at a lower fee. And all I remember is saying this. Now listen to me carefully. I said to him, you've spoken earlier on about the school you work at, and the role you do. And I have to say, I felt that just listening to you, both the school and you appear to be of a super high calibre, probably higher than other schools. I said to him, can I ask you, what do you think separates the school that you're vice principal at so much better than other schools. And I shut up. And he went on and he said, well, as a matter of fact, we have the best facilities. We provide more courses than any other competing school in all of Sydney. In addition to that, I can tell you that we have a culture of excellence, that we only want the best of our students. I want to also let you know that robbery, what separates us, is our track record. I then went on to say, can I ask you, is there a different price between your school and other schools? Do you charge higher fees? And he said, of course. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, that's what it costs to produce what we need. And I said, well, I want you to see me and my company as your school and you. We're not the same as every other agent. In fact, Not all agents are the same. They're different. There's also Qantas. And there's also Tiger Airways. There's the Hilton Hotel. And I can also tell you, there's Formula One Motels. I can tell you, there is incredible barristers that even are able to save the lives of people who have definitely done the crime. And there are some terrible lawyers who actually stuff it up for an innocent person. I want to let you know, I want you to understand that I stand for everything that you and your school is, and that is excellence. And I have to say, in that instance, that is where emotion and people get it. It happens in an instant. Another time I was selling... My services to speak at a conference. And what actually happened is, look, in the world of real estate conferences, I've got to tell you, a lot of people actually, like a lot of real estate agents, just go off and speak for free or 2,000 or 4,000, right? I actually... You know, my time is actually traded at a specific value when I go and speak at a conference. Like this week, I'm in New Zealand all week and there's a certain dollar value that is allocated towards that. And it is significantly more than what, you know, your typical speaker does going out there on the circuit. And I remember at the time, the guy said to me, well, I can get this guy that's gonna do it for two and a half thousand dollars. And I said, so, I think that you know, if, if, if price is the most important thing for you, you should actually just go with that other person. And I said, I can be, you know, be quite frank with you and tell you there are pre- plenty of really great real estate agents that would potentially come and speak free of charge because they love the profile of speaking in front of 1,000 people. But what I'd like to say to you is the following. You've got a conference and 1,000 people coming along. You've been promoting it for nine months, just picture it. It's your annual conference. You've got a gala night. Um, You've hired an incredible hotel. People are flying from all over the country and some people from overseas to be at this conference. The venue is incredible. The AV people are perfect. Um, You've just got activities set through the whole conference. You've got a great band for the night of the awards. People are going to have a black tie. But for some reason, what you decide to do is be a scab on the speaker. And what actually happens is it's like this wedding that has been perfectly planned. And for some reason, you just end up picking fucking McDonald's to feed people at this wedding, which fucks everything up. What I'm saying to you is why would you risk destroying everything that you do over $7,000 when this event is costing you half a million dollars? I think you need to write out a check for X amount, which is insurance, you don't fuck up your national conference. And I've got to tell you, in an instant. So what I'm saying to you guys and girls is a lot of time, people that are good, people that have got you know great logic, people that have got honesty, integrity, don't do well because they're constantly trying to win the game of logic. Listen to me very carefully. People make decisions emotionally and then justify them logically. Um, I got to say this. I will also, with, you know, with an auction, I'll just say to you know a vendor when the, you know they're looking to hire an auctioneer. That's only going to charge them, you know, three, you know, four hundred bucks, right? I'll just say to them like, "Hey, look, here's the deal. Just imagine you've got a two million dollar asset. Your brochure's perfect. Your video's incredible." Your internet marketing on realestate.com and domain.com is unbelievable. In addition to that, you actually hire a really good real estate agent that can negotiate. And, um, you know, everything's perfect, but what actually happens is you hire um, not the best auctioneer, the cheapest auctioneer, and on that occasion, There's actually someone that's really smart in the crowd that says something that rattles the auctioneer and destroys the whole thing. This is the sort of emotion, guys or girls, that influences people. And I'm hoping that you understand that emotion, when you're talking to someone in sales, it happens in an instant. That instant, people just say, I get it. He gets me. So gang, I'm telling you straight, never forget, emotions are the drivers to all decisions. Guys and girls, if you're in a sales slump right now and you've lost your mojo, I'm going to tell you it's because at some point you actually allowed the weeds that were small to start growing and not clip them. It's cheaper than car insurance, as Mark Novak says. Absolutely. So the weeds analogy is an interesting one because if you know what weeds do, they grow small and you actually don't do anything about them and then they just grow bigger and bigger and bigger. What I've got to say to you is that um, there are weeds of arrogance in life. There are weeds of complacency in life. In sales, weeds of lack of prospecting happen. And what actually happens is this pipeline of people you stop talking to eventually results in you having less opportunities. Less opportunities means that you have less appointments to go to. Less appointments lead to actually less deals, less deals, less commission. And what actually happens is a path of negative self-talk begins you lose confidence when you lose confidence you lose more energy when you have no energy you actually prospect less so you dig a hole that's deeper and deeper so all of a sudden it gets very clear what the anatomy of the sales slump is at some point at some point you actually stop talking to the pipeline which to me is so like you've just got to be obsessed about the pipeline at all time So what I've got to say to you is right now, if you are a person that is in that state, you've lost your mojo, um, energy's down, I have to tell you the cure to this is to go back to the basics and speak to massive amounts of people, that is it, that is it. And never, ever forget that 30-day rule that what you do in the next 30 days is going to impact your next 90 days. So stop keeping score in those 30 days. Stop keeping score every moment whether the things are working. I have to say to you, you've got to get the understanding that you are playing a process game in sales. And I'm going to tell you that sales is hard. I mean, there are not many jobs that you basically have the threat of losing your job or making money. money at the start of every month. That is what sales is. People that work in the corporate world don't have those issues. But when you're in sales, it is a stressful thing because you constantly have got this sort of, you know, gun pointing at you saying, hey, where is the next deal going to come from? And that, my friends, that, my friends, requires you to have grit. That, myself, that must have, you must have what I call drive. And drive's an interesting one because I think that some people are born with sales drive, but I think other people, I think other people actually what they do is that they're able to develop drive. So for me, there's wonderful research by uh, Martin Seligman in the book, Learned Optimism, where he talks about the fact that people have either got an internal locus of control or an external locus of control. And this is something that you need to think about. Are you the sort of person that believes that you have the power to make a difference? That's internal locus of control. Or do you believe that it's not your fault, it's out of your hands, there's nothing you can do about it, you must go with the flow. Hey, that is an external locus of control, and I'm gonna say to you, listen to me very carefully, if you have got an external locus of control, you are basically dead fish, and only dead fish go with the flow. Remember that. So, I have to say, for me, it is so important That you control. There's only two things that you can control. And that is your behavior and your mindset. They're the only two things you control. They're the only two things you control. And I want you to always understand that in life, you must always be super clear that, hey, number one, I have an expectation I will win. And number two, if I don't win, This happened for a reason. I'll say that again. These are the two things that you should think of in life. I will win. And if I don't win, it's happened for a reason. What's the learning here? That way, you either win or learn. Remember that. You either win or learn. Because you have a belief that you have an expectation you will win. And if you don't win, it's happened for a reason. So gang... I'm going to move on towards this end of this rant, but I'm going to say to you that you must embrace failure as the path. Listen to that. Embrace failure as the path. When you embrace failure as the path, you know that expect things to be challenging. In fact, failure is the path. And if you want to succeed, fail faster. So in many ways... I'm setting you up this week to understand, accept that it's turbulent. Difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. I want people that talk and listen to me. I want people that are part of my community to begin to think from imagination, not from memory. I'll say that again. I want you to think from imagination, not from memory. The final thing I want to touch on today is this. Someone sent me a video this morning, which is basically exactly what I said in two videos put together by another person. It was just copycat, copycat, copycat. So here's the deal, and I'm used to it, and I'll tell you why. Because I flood so much free content on Sunday Night Ran. I've been doing this for fucking years, right? And I do this like on Insta, Facebook, LinkedIn, lots of content all the time. I speak at conferences, right? And what people do is they cut and paste. They cut and paste my words. They cut and paste that. But I've got to tell you, don't let someone imitate you, stop you from being a content creator or a content curator, Steve Georgiakos, how intelligent is this guy? What he's doing here is he's put down, this is one of your best rants, now come down for your steak and veggies at. Because he's putting me in the words, he wants me to say the words, Bar Italia. He doesn't have a financial interest in the joint, but the reality is, his cousin owns the joint, right? And he knows that if I go down there, I'll have a nice meal, and I'll get a free plug. But I've got to tell you, I only plug stuff that I like, and it is nice food. Anyway, gang, let me just say, let me just say, listen to me very carefully. That gang, what you need to get into your head is this. You've got to be a content creator or a content curator. Content creator is what I generally do. I create content like this. Now, during the week and the week's coming, people take it and they use it and that's great. Some people actually go off and speak at conferences, and put it up on the wall, and it's your fucking words you're looking at. That's good too. I'm flattered. It must be good. My advice to you is to use the university path, which is acknowledge, acknowledge the person, the author, because you'll get just as much credit by saying, by the way, I was listening to such and such, and he said this. My view is that this is what universities accept. What they don't accept is plagiarism. When you are the fake person saying that you created it. And I'm not going to point fingers at people, right? But I'm going to say to you, thank you. Because if you're using it, it means a lot to me. Why? It must be good. But here's the real, real reason. Listen to me carefully. The real, real reason is this. That it forces me to keep creating new and better content because as I continually go out there and I'm speaking to audiences, I don't want to be known as that deadhead fucking trainer that says the same shit all over and over again. I want to be known as the person that can actually just go off script because he has got so much content in his head, he has studied so much content that you know what it doesn't matter even if it's PowerPoint's not working. Because he has got a toolkit that has been evidence-based that he has studied so much content, right? And that, my friends, is the biggest thing, is this, know your stuff. My final words to you are this, haven't you worked out what my message is all about at the end of the day? It's this, be the person you were before the world told you to change. Remember that. Thank you, Paul Biller. Great compliment. Be the person you were before the world told you to change. That, my friend, is where you can't lose. Why? Because there is no better you than you. Remember that. They can copy your results, but they can't copy your creativity. And as I say... You were born an original, don't die a copy. Off to Queenstown tomorrow, might run into a few people in Queenstown. See you and God bless you. Thanks for tuning in guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next?